Welcome to the Songwalk Echoes podcast. I'm Jeff Peterson, inviting you to join Soundwalk Echoes founder Don Prisby and me as we recall the beauty of our Catholic legacy through music, art, scripture, and story. Let's take a songwalk. A sower went out into the land which he found worthy of the seed carried in his hand. All the earth is blessed by the Lord. The seed has been planted, the word has been spoken. Then let our hearts be open to the Lord. Then let our hearts be open to the Lord. On the mountain top, he watched the seed falling on the pathway to the rocky ground. And among the thorns, all the earth is blessed by the Lord. The seed has been planted, the word has been spoken. Then let our hearts be open to the Lord. Then let our hearts be open to the Lord. Let all who can hear, let them hear the word of our Lord. Let all the earth proclaim the name of our Lord. All the earth is blessed by the Lord. The seed has been planted, the word has been spoken. Then let our hearts be open to the Lord. Then let our hearts be open to the Lord. The seed has been planted, the word has been spoken. Then let our hearts be open to the Lord. All right. That is Songwalk uh, founder, author, songwriter, and uh, folky Don Prisby. <laughs> I, I just felt like I was in the room with James Taylor there uh, with a song called The Sower's Song. Uh, an original work composed and performed right here to give sound to mission. The third of the six stages of faith we'll be exploring throughout season two here on the Songwalk Echoes podcast. Uh, as a reminder, all of our Songwalk episodes, um, just like everything in the Songwalk Echoes platform, is presented through the four dimensions of music, art, story, and scripture. And today, uh, we're going to mix up the order a little bit. I'm going to call it a little audible here, uh, but we're still going to start with the music uh, <laughs> because that is such a great way to get these episodes going. And yeah, I love that. I mean, I love the, the spirit of that, Don, is, is so uplifting and like I said, kind of folky, kind of very accessible. So tell us about, uh, tell us about how that Sower's song uh, got to you. You know, in the past, there have been very significant moments that drove that, like sitting in an olive orchard or yeah. watching the sunrise over the Sea of Galilee. Really not a big story behind that. It's just such a wonderful parable, a wonderful story about mission. And it struck me one day and, and I felt it, it needed that lift, yeah. that kind of fun 
cadence to it. Yeah. So thus the um, the attempt at, at doing that. Yeah, I love it. We've talked about how you compose these songs and, and you've been very uh, uh, upfront about saying, you know, these things they kind of tap you on the shoulder, like when you're out. Yes. And you're like, oh my gosh. All right, here I go. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But how does like with that song? There's so much like the chord progressions. I mean, that's not a that's not a straightforward like just you know. Even though I call it a folk song, I mean it's not like this land is your land kind of a thing. Uh, you know. I mean, so how do how do you as you're as you're combining the the words that are coming to you and then thinking of the of the chords and the tonality of it? Is that a how sort of like um, uh, scientific, uh, is that a science or an art, you know, or like, does it just kind of happen or do you feel like, oh, you know, I should really modulate here because it kind of, it, it would kind of fit. How does that, yeah. how does that work? The, I would say both science mm. and art. There are, there are structures in Western music that we follow, yeah. you know, some call it the one, four, five with a relative minor, which is usually the minor six. Mm. So, you know, there are structures in all songs. Um, this one just needed a major chord. It needed some lightness. It also needed to catch our attention. So when you go to like the bridge, let all who can hear, let them hear. That's, that's where you might go to a chord change. Yeah. You know, um, again, there are rules to follow. And yet the inspiration is there through the words and the inspiration will tell us, okay, we need to either go to a minor key here or we need to modulate to another key or we need to stop playing and do a drum solo. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> well, and how much of it too, you know, when, and I realized when you wrote that song, you, ne- you didn't necessarily, you weren't thinking of this podcast and you weren't thinking of this episode where we're going to talk about mission. But what I love about how you've married up that song with what we're going to talk about today is it's, it's also just a, like, it's, a, it's an appropriate soundtrack you know, to, to mission, you know, it, the, the music itself has movement to it, you know, and mm. I'm reminded earlier this season in, the, I think it was the second episode, uh, the, the song uh, that you used f- to talk about vocation and then the Shema Israel, which was very, you know, mm. uh, kind of, I don't want to say heavy, but, yes. but it was very, they had a lot of gravity to it, yes. you know, and so apropos. So how, how do you, when you're, when you're th- thinking of the hundreds of songs in your catalog, how do you, what process do you go through to kind of marry up the, 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 the music to the message? Wow, thank you for your observations about that. When I think about mission, and we'll hear it in some of the references today in our conversation, Don Quixote and others, it, mission is a time of freedom and action and wonder and imagination and enthusiasm, mm-hmm. and I want to come back to that word that it needs to be light. It needs to be moving forward. It needs to be in a major key. Not to say that whenever we're on a mission, there's certainty, right? Right, yeah. I mean, we've For both sure. experienced that in our lives. But it needs to be free. Where the, where the first, you know, the Shema was about vocation and, who the mystery of call, right? Mm-hmm. And then the response, it, it, there's a certain gravity of, of as we discern what our response would be as we did in the second song. And this is now a mission where we're sent. Yeah. So there's a little bit more lightness and freedom. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. and, just, and just motivation to go. Like, mm. let, let's let's mm-hmm. go. 
Uh, you mentioned other, uh, so the other elements here that we're going to be talking about mission, one of those is scripture. So usually, even though I've always said, you know, we don't take the M-A-S-S in order every time. Right. I, I was actually looking back on our episodes, Don, and we pretty much do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but today I want to mix it up a little bit and get right to the scripture mm-hmm. uh, because the scripture passage yes. is so closely aligned with the song, both by name uh, and a lot of the, the lyrics that you brought up. So this is the parable, very familiar with uh, all of our listeners here, the parable of the sower. Uh, in fact, it's so familiar uh, that it shows up three times uh, in the gospel, both uh, uh, all Matthew, Mark, and Luke all uh, wrote of this parable. Um, but I was uh, I was telling Don before uh, before tape rolled, everybody, I, I exercised a little bit of uh, <laughs> sort of producer prerogative here, and I chose the one from Luke. I'll explain. I'll explain it after we get done reading it. But uh, and I'll read this one fairly briskly because it, people are familiar with it. and It's also kind of long. So this is Luke chapter eight, verses four through fifteen. While a large crowd was gathered and people were coming to Jesus from town after town, he told this parable. A farmer went out to, to, out to sow his seed, and as he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. It was trampled on, and the birds ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground, and when it came up, the plants withered because it, it had no moisture. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up with it and choked the plants, and still other seed fell on good soil. It came up and yielded a crop a hundred times more than what was sown. When he said this, he called out, whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. His disciples asked him what the parable meant. And Jesus said, the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but to others I speak in parables, so that though seeing, they may not see, and though hearing, they may not understand. This is the meaning of the parable. He said, the seed is the word of God. Those along the path are the ones who hear. And then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. Those on rocky ground are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it, but they have no root. They believe for a while, but in the time of testing, they fade away. The seed that fell among thorns for those who are uh, for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they're choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures, and they do not mature. But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, there, pause for dramatic effect there, mm-hmm. produce a crop. So the reason uh, I chose that one is for that word persevering and, 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 uh, and how persevering and perseverance, you just mentioned it a couple minutes ago, Don, relates to mission. You know, just that we're uh, uh, sent on our way and, and now we're off doesn't mean, you know, and even that last, you know, the last seed there that gets to be on good soil. Okay, so that's good. That seems like the, all right, that's where I want to be. But even as Luke writes, you know, that even that good seed on the seed on good soil uh, has to persevere to produce a crop. So talk about, talk about the kind of the stick to you know, of, of mission as you see it, because it's different than vocation. You know, we talked about vocation a couple episodes ago, and that's kind of the, okay, all right, I hear it now. All right, now I know. But mission really is about movement and, and, and you know, obstacles and things that we have to persevere kind of through. Wow, I love the word persevere. And I'm reminded of Aquinas, and we covered Aquinas mm-hmm. in our first, our first season you know, Aquinas uses the word persevere in this context. You know, when we're on the mission, right, we have agency. Mm. We are the actors. You know, God calls us. 
we respond and he sends us and then we have agency to act now aquinas talks about the the uh, one of the cardinal virtues of fortitude mm. when we have fortitude we should have four things one is patience and i wish i had more of that <laughs> perseverance that we can wait through the trial, wait for the right time, then confidence to move with faith, confide, and then um, magnificence to make whatever we're doing great. That's what magnificence is. So we're we're called to be patient, to persevere, to act in confidence and to make great, to make magnificent. Mm -hmm. And I'm just delighted that you would find that word perseverance in the scripture and bring it forth because it kind of ties together what Aquinas taught, you know, in the late, in the 13th century, right? Um, But it, it reflects for us that we have agency, we have some action in this mission that we are sent on. And perseverance Yes, we, we need to wait, we need to be patient, we need to watch, and then act. Yeah. And, and that's, that's part of fortitude. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I, yeah, and I hadn't, thank you for making that connection to fortitude, because I hadn't thought of that, but that, that is so, um, and, and what's so great, Don, is when you, when you choose these scripture pat- passages that are so familiar, mm-hmm. um, and yet when we hear them through these now conversations and lenses that you've mm-hmm. set forth through Songwalk, you know, even as I was just reading this this time, you know, and and the, and the whatever the let's say it's the, the second or third seed. I can't remember which one it was, yeah. but it was the it was the the one um, one of these seeds where, you know, the seed falls on one of these, and, and initially there's a lot of enthusiasm. There's there's actually a lot of like, okay, this is gonna this is gonna be great. Yes. But then over time, you know, through challenges and trouble, like it just it it falls away, and and because of the lack of perseverance the lack of persistence and i i wonder what our listeners are thinking and how they relate to that because when we are sent on a mission and again outside of the religious context there is always that that part of life that gets difficult mm-hmm. right or it it becomes a challenge or there's ambiguity yet we're still called on that mission what do we do so i wonder you know outside of the religious connotation, what are those experiences that we have that, um, that do require perseverance as we're on that mission? You know, I mentioned, um, a couple episodes ago, we talked about vocation and from, and I'm wondering if, as you have written so much about these six stages of faith and and reflected on them and, uh, sung about them, you know, the whole thing, you know, when I, when I look at mission and vocation, uh, a lot of times I think I've, I've used those terms, interchangeably you mm. know kind of like well it's it's good like they're they're both sort of aspects of purpose you know but really i feel like what we're doing here and as you're laying them out in their respective stages you know they they are different they strike me as different you know that vocation being becoming aware of what you're built for what you're called to do but you can know what your calling is and still not be on the mission, right? I mean, you can still know it and just not do anything about it. Uh, I'm thinking of three examples that just came to me in the last week as 
I ran into these folks. Mm. I ran into a friend of mine who at at the grocery store, right? Just ran into him in the mm. front door. He's a, a very talented quality engineer. And he's in his retirement years and he got called back to work on a a heart machine that would bring life to people. Wow. And he said, "I'm so excited. Finally my life has meaning." And I thought, "Finally, <laughs> you know, you're you're creating machines that help save lives and I'm wondering how do you know if an avocado is ripe or how does the bulk candy yeah. machine work, yeah, exactly. right? Yeah. But what? And then, I, and then another friend t- talked about his son, who is also an engineer, very brilliant. And, and his son wanted to learn how a software worked, so he invented a software. To oh, fig- well, just, you know. Yeah. Had so, a couple hours free. Why not? Again, so that's the, there's an example, two examples of mission. Yeah, and yet a, a third, which is not engineering at all, it's more artistic, is a painter that I know who's painting houses, and he is so focused not just on the paint, but on the surface that the paint goes on. Mm. So he he's intuitive enough to care for the entire picture, yeah. not just when the paint goes on, but is the surface ready to receive it? Right. So there's three examples of mission. And, and you might think, well, yeah, initially those men were called to that particular area of engineering or art or painting. But the mission, it lines up with a talent and something that they do well. Yeah. And look at, at the calling of St. Peter. I call you to be a fisher of men. I know you're a fisherman. Yeah. I know you know that. Now I'm orienting you to fish in another way. Yeah. So mission, apart from vocation, would be, let's say we leave vocation to God, how he calls us, and we respond to that. And mission is directly related to what particular gifts do I have yeah. to make that happen? Yeah, right. And I believe God knows that. Yeah, I don't think there's an accident. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's like, okay, I'm going to call you to do this, and you have no idea how to do it. <laughs> right. Good luck. Um, you know, another cool thing, uh, as I mentioned, even being able to listen to these scripture passages, even the very familiar ones, and hear them and read them in a new light is relating now art, uh, the A of the M-A-S-S, and, and really, you know, taking even more familiar, potentially, areas of art or artistic expression, pulling a lot from the secular kind of world, to, to align, you know, and to help everybody, uh, including us, get even deeper into these six stages of faith. So the art uh, that you've aligned with the stage of mission uh, is a book that I guarantee everybody uh, listening has heard of, uh, maybe some of us even read, uh, but I'm going to raise my hand for all of us listeners to know that I can't remember really what it meant. So Don Quixote, without, you know, we don't have to go uh, back to college here, Don, but why don't you remind us a little bit of, of Don Quixote, the, the story first, and then how, how you really see that connecting to mission here. Yes, so we're looking at secular art right now and we're bringing it in because we're trying to talk about these six stages more in a secular manner because later we'll connect them to some religious uh, significance. But Don Quixote, I just love the character of Don Quixote and it's a story written in the early 17th century in Spain by Miguel de Cervantes. And I just love the character and it may be because it's a little self-reflection, but... Don Quixote, you know, came from a a lower nobility, 
but he was wrapped up in the romanticism of chivalry and he wanted to follow that mission of chival chivalrous life and he pairs himself up with Sancho Panza who's almost an opposite who's steeped in reality so you have Don Quixote de la Mancha who is this idealist looking at illusion and chivalry and these ideals paired with Sancho Panza who's into reality right mm -hmm, he is yeah. very real so what you see in the story is a crossover Sancho Panza moves from the reality of things to the ideals and Don Quixote moves from illusion maybe even to disillusion mm. to reality mm. so I just I love the enthusiasm of Don Quixote as he he searches for chivalry everywhere including mm. the tilting at windmills yes. dueling with a windmill <laughs> I mean Again, I, I think I love it so much because I see so many of those tendencies in my own life yeah. of, of seeking the transcendent out of the banal, out of the mundane, looking for the spiritual insights that, that are wrapped in our day-to-day -day world. Just being hopelessly contextual, which is what I am, I, I think that's why I relate to Don Quixote. Um, the word, uh, another, we talked about magnanimous as one of yeah, our favorite yeah. words. Quixotic is another great yes, word. Mark is. Twain framed that first. To be quixotic is to be, you know, hopelessly idealistic. Yeah. And coming back to our, our discussion about the, the, the sower sowing the seeds and the mission of, of, of being energized and enthusiastic about our missions, mm -hmm. I think sometimes we have to be a little crazy yeah. and a little idealistic. Yep to go after our missions. What do you think, 100%, Jeff? and that's where, when you think of that tilting at windmills and, and how it gets used most often is, a, a, not in a disparaging, but just kind of a playful disparaging way a little bit, where it's like, ah, oh, just, just tilting, it's crazy, you know, it's, a, it's futile. But actually, when we, when we read it, when we think of it and we reflect on it through this lens of mission, it's actually, it's, 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 idealistically admirable i think you know yeah mm -hmm. tilling at windmills like that's how much he believed that's how that's how enthusiastic he was that and and that i think is the that is if we're all blessed enough to find and be on a mission that's how you do that's that's mission work you know it's not logical it's not like uh, it's it it kind of consumes you and and there's no there's no off position on that switch, you know. Love love that description, Jeff. And I, now let's come back to the word enthusiasm, which I referenced earlier. Yeah. Enthusiasm means to have God within. Theo enthusiasm, God within. Yeah. So imagine us being like Don Quixote to be quixotic or or idealistic or principled or full of energy or enthused to do it. Yeah. I think you described That's it good. well. It's almost craziness yeah. that we would let God fill us and follow that. Yeah. Yep. yep. Oh, it's so good. So good. All right. So speaking of following, um, we're, we're going to, we're going to, we're moving now into the story and, um, you know, all the stories that, that you tee up for us to talk about and reflect on Don are great. This story is quite personal. Um, and, and it, and it's, and it's, it is one that 
you uh, uh, were, you know, touched with, responded to a, uh, you know, kind of a call and then the mission of, uh, of around creating a, I'll call it like a little touchstone, literally uh, in your, (laughs) in your backyard that has really blossomed into uh, just a great, it's like a, it's like a neighborhood, um, I mean, treasure sounds really heavy, but it kind of is, you know, I mean, I've seen it in action. And and so tell us a little bit about the Blessing Post. The Blessing Post was an idea that I had maybe eight years ago in reflecting on how distant we've become with digital communication that we I've texted my wife in our own home. <laughs> but, yeah. how we and, get, then, and then seen her not respond. <laughs> like, hey, hey, yeah, hey, hey, that's me. <laughs> um, but, you know, emails, texts, and, uh, you know, they're so efficient. But remember when you used to get a note in your lunch by your mom yeah. or a Valentine that we used to share, you know, in school you know, or, or notes the written note is so powerful. So I've, I felt that we lost that. And five years ago, I put a post, a blessing post in my backyard. And it's right adjacent to a walking path. And people come by and there's a note on it. And it says, it could say whatever you want it to say. I'm, someone may have written, have a wonderful day. A, a, a word of goodwill. And the next person coming along the path sees the note and they take it off and they receive that message. Well, in a box there, there's a stack of notes and a pen, one of those banker's pens with the <laughs> chain on it. <laughs> and, <laughs> and they write a note and they leave it. And the next person comes by and they receive it. Yeah. And then they leave a note. And over the first year of that, we exchanged over 300 notes. Oh, that's great. And it, it was powerful to see how people were supporting one another with kind words of goodwill. During COVID, because now that required some kind of tactile connection, I took that away and made a chalkboard out of it. And so I put a, every Sunday I'd put a message, a hopeful message, and then people would come by and there's a chalkboard below, even right down to the ground so toddlers could Mm -hmm. get involved, and a box of chalk. And I have seen over the years, you know, elderly folks out for walks, Mm -hmm. entire families, little kids on their bikes yeah. it's so cool i can see it right from my my kitchen window and i just peek out there once in a while and every sunday i go out and i think of what is it fall let's say what's my favorite fall color something very simple yeah. or on valentine's day how many hearts can we draw yeah. and people do that or or a smiley face how many smiles can we write simple things mm. and other things like right now it just says peace because we're in a very tumultuous time with several wars going on in the in the world, it just says peace. Yeah. Simple idea. I, I suppose I was enthused to do it, yeah. but it just sits out there and it and it it generates its own power. Yeah. Well, and what I love about it is, is it is it 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 stands as its own mission in and of itself okay just even the simple and i love your your humility about it don but you know even this the simple act of every sunday you know you're getting out there and you're writing a new prompt i mean that that's you know you've 
probably run into some Sundays where you either maybe forgot and you're like, oh my gosh, I got to get out there. And so the fa- there's, so there's mission and movement and perseverance in just the simple doing of the mission uh, of the blessing post. But then I think it also operates on, a, on, a, on an example of mission within everything you do. Okay, so the blessing post is also just a channel one of the many channels, including Song Walk Echoes, of you carrying out your mission, you know, and so whether that's around creating community or or just or just making connections, you know, so that people opening up those channels of communication so people can share and reflect. And so I just I, I love that it operates both on its own, but also as part of a, a broader, it's like a portfolio of mission, right. mission work, you know. And if we all really examined our own lives of how we call out we we live out our lives maybe there are those multi-dimensions of of how Mm -hmm. we're called because everyone's got a walk that they've been called to mine just happens to be writing songs and putting up blessings (laughs) (laughs) all right so don bring us home we we end every episode uh as as listeners uh um, who have listened to more than one of these episodes know we we end every episode with you know, the song walk echo point. So the one thing that we want to leave people with, pray over, you know, maybe over the next week or two, just talk about it at the dinner table. What would that echo point be for around mission as one of these stages of, of faith? I would like to invite each of us to dare to be enthusiastic. Mm. Challenge yourself this week to be enthusiastic, to go all in, to serve with such indifference to, to anything but the service, and to let God be within you. Mm. That's a scary thought. I, it's, it scares me just even saying it. Yeah. But let's dare ourselves to be enthusiastic this week. I love it, and I think if you're if we're scared doing it, then we're prob- <laughs> then we're probably doing it right. You know, that's then we know we've hit that level. Yes. So, all right, well, hey, Don, thank you again, uh, and thanks everybody out there for tuning in, and and stay tuned here uh, for our next episode of the Song Walk Echoes podcast. Uh, and in the meantime, keep a song walk in your own heart for the beauty and the brilliance of our Catholic faith. You've been listening to the Song Walk Echoes podcast. For small group resources related to this podcast and more, visit songwalkechoes.com.